We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Monday. It is November 1st. It is 2021. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. And I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Will, it's my favorite time of the year, man. November, December starts to cool down just a little bit in Florida. And um, I mean, I love Thanksgiving and I love this time of the year. So excited, man. I'm excited. NASCAR, one more week and the championship we got football rolling we got basketball we got world series like it's a great time to be a a sports fan yeah for sure um very exciting uh i'm i'm very excited so i think i just think it's fantastic man so uh let's get it on as everybody would say let's get it on let's do that indeed um yeah just um Let's get back into the basketball groove. We get started here with Cleveland at Charlotte, 225 and a half total in this game. Charlotte is a four point favorite, even on a back to back. They're a four point favorite here. 
obviously we'll be waiting for some injury news, um, injury reports and everything uh, for Charlotte. But, I mean, they looked really good against Portland on Sunday. LaMelo did his thing. Oubre had a fantastic game. Um, but we're going to start with the Cleveland side. Uh, Coro is out for Cleveland. That is what we know for them. Uh, what do you like, if anything, here for Cleveland? I mean – I definitely think points will be scored here. Let me just put that out there. Uh, these guys have already played uh, one time this season. And I think Colin Sexton had a fairly good game. Let me check. I want to make sure. Yeah, I mean, you put up 43 fantasy points. Now, I do think Darius Garland was out. So I don't want to I don't want to overlook that. But I, I think Colin Sexton at 5,900 might be a tad bit too cheap here. Um, still, uh, even with Garland in. So I like the price on him. Um, you know, Rubio, I mean, his minutes are, you know, he's not getting as many minutes now with everyone healthy. Uh, can't play marketing. Evan, Evan Mobley, maybe, like he, he's getting pretty good minutes. Um, I think he's just kind of a flyer at 6,700, a guy you're hoping he can come in and maybe get 30. Um, I mean, 40, excuse me, not, not 30. All in all, I just think um, – I think I'm going to pass on Cleveland outside of um, Colin Sexton at 5,900. I, I do like the price on him. The only other thing that is somewhat interesting, I think, on the Cleveland side – is Charlotte has, I mean, it's still very early in the season, but they've kind of struggled with wings to start the year. And it, and it makes sense if you think about like the Charlotte team overall that they're going to struggle with wings. Um, maybe we could take shots on Osman. He got cleared to play. Okoro is out and he played 30 minutes against Phoenix the other night. I mean, that was a, I was looking through it. That was a close game. Um, and, he got a lot of usage in the with the second team and kind of finished the game um, instead of Jarrett Allen. And I don't think this is a game that when you think about Charlotte that Jarrett Allen finishes. So I think it could be Marketing or like Osman who finishes. Our, Osman's 3,900. And I, I mean, it's a nine-game slate. We're going to have plenty of value on this slate overall. But Osman, if he's going to get, you know, 25 to 30 minutes here with a Coro out, I, I kind of like him, you know, like he wasn't afraid to shoot the ball the other night. And if that's going to be the case for Osman, that's not that's not something we're typically used to. We're used to him being more of like a utility player. If he's going to get double digit shot attempts up with the second unit um, and, and finish games, he's going to have to be someone we're, we're talking about and looking at. I get it, man. Um, he's not expensive. Like, you know, that's something I don't mind. Like, he's 3900 Like, that's, you know, I, I'll take a flyer there for, for sure. So, you've sold me. You have well, sold me. I've got know. something controversial about the Charlotte Hornets, though, when we get there. But but you've sold me on, on, on Osman. I mean. It was a weird game. Like, the second, the like, the end of the third quarter, like, middle of the third quarter when all the, the – studs checked out for cleveland it was like a 24 point lead and like the bench guys kind of brought it back and maybe that's why osman got the run so 
maybe we wait one more game with a Coro out and see if we're really going to get like Osman playing 30 minutes or if it was just they they kept they got the game close and like that's the reason why it was the second end of a back to back and he didn't play the first end so I mean there's still question marks I, I, I'm just saying um if you're playing 150 you know it, it makes it somewhat interesting to potentially look at him but I mean overall I don't really have a ton of interest in Cleveland in this game and I mean the only guy that I think Sexton at 5,900 is getting massive usage. If you want to take shots on Sexton, like Will said, um, on the Charlotte side of things, I I mean, Cleveland allows the third most fantasy points to point guards and LaMelo ball is just not a guy you want to struggle defending. And I mean, it's, it's hard not to like LaMelo here. I think the only thing is it's the second end of a back-to-back and he's 8,500. That's the only hesitations. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can play Lamelo in this spot, and it's it's got nothing against, you know. It's it's not whether or not I think he has the upside. It's whether or not I want to play him at this price. And the answer to that is no. I will say this, you know. I know Miles Bridges has kind of been, you know, somewhat of a darling for DFS, and the minutes have been there. Um, you know, PJ Washington's back now, and uh, Terry, I think, is is getting back healthy. I'm just saying, I think at 7,900, we may want to hop off the train at this point and, uh, you know, go with what we have. Gordon Hayward, his minutes have picked up. You know, these guys have had stable minutes, but I think with the full team, at some point, somebody's going to get cut out. And so I, the way the big guns on Charlotte are priced, it's just kind of another fade for me, man. I mean, you know, even Ubre's up to 5,700. He's got some upside, uh, but... (laughs) It's getting really tough with everybody, I feel like, being priced mostly appropriately um, to kind of get these Charlotte guys in unless somebody sits. Well, I mean, Rozier was a sprained ankle. It's the second end of a back-to-back, so I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he played 33 minutes on Sunday. Wouldn't be shocked if he potentially sits in this game. That will open up this game a little bit. But, I mean, I think, I think overall – we also have to just be like, all right, this game has a 225 total. We need to be looking at this game. It might not look sexy on paper, but, I mean, there's got to be pieces here in this game that make some sense in this high total, I mean, faster type pace of game. Um, I mean, Cleveland is a slower team. Charlotte's a faster team, so maybe we're looking at Cleveland more than Charlotte, but I just feel like this game is going to be overlooked. We kind of just did that, right? Like first look for us is like kind of overlooking this game and like, all right, maybe in a, in a tournament like mindset, maybe we should not be overlooking this game. Um, So just throwing that out there. Yes, sir. Moving on. We got San Antonio at Indiana taking on the Pacers two eighteen and a half total. The Pacers are a three and a half point favorite Collins and McDermott are out for San Antonio. Brogdon's questionable. Lamb is doubtful. Levert is questionable. Martin's questionable. And Warren is out. So Indiana Pacers beat up here going up against the Spurs. Let's start with the Spurs. Uh, any interest here in San Antonio? Yeah, uh, I, I think there's definitely some, some pieces here. Um, you know, now with everyone kind of gone, like, you know, Derek White and DeJounte Murray are getting massive minutes. Don't look now. When's the last time we've seen DeJounte Murray at 9,200? How about never? Uh, but with all these guys gone, Stevie, I mean, man, he's had 
one, two, three, four of his uh, six games, or seven, five, six, four of his six games have been over 40. He's got 150 and 170 sprinkled in there. Man, he's got massive upside in this offense now, uh, kind of being the guy with uh, DeRozan gone. Uh, White, his minutes are stable. I like that. Um, you know, Jakob Podol is 7,200. When's the last time we've seen that? How about never? Uh, I think, you know, there's some pieces. I, I, but I, once again, I feel like this team is kind of priced appropriately. Maybe we could get it, can get in some Keldon Johnson. Uh, when are they going to play that young more minutes? I have no clue. Uh, but that's that's pretty much where I'm at. You got Lonnie Walker playing a few minutes, Devin Vassell playing a few minutes. Um, you know, I, I just think the main guys here, Potal, uh, Derek White, and DeJounte Murray, and they're expensive and you've got to pay for them. But I'm willing to pay up for DeJounte Murray in this spot at 9,200 to be contrarian with the upside that he's shown this season. I mean, because the minutes are there. Like, I, I'd play LaMelo if the minutes were there, but LaMelo's not getting 37 minutes. DeJounte is right now. My biggest concern with DeJounte is not the assists or the points. It's the rebounds. Is he going to continue to rebound at this high of rate? Um, that's my only concern. Like, he, he, he's not a huge – like, he's a 24.6% usage guy. Um, so it's not like he's this huge usage guy. He's taking a ton of shots. He's making good passes and making assists. So, I mean, my biggest concern is the rebounds is, is a guy like DeJounte Murray who did not do like rebound this well last year, going to rebound this well all year. Um, and if he does, I mean, this might be a guy that's in the MVP running because the Spurs are just not a great team. And like, he's going to have, um, great idea. So, I think he's obviously in play here for tournaments. Um, I like the fact that the Spurs are a dog in this game, and I think this game stays close, especially with you know some of the injuries that the Pacers are dealing with. I don't mind Jakob Podol. I think his price is kind of right. Um, I don't think there's a ton of value there. I don't think yeah. there's a ton of value for like Derek White. I still think there's some meat on the bone for Kelvin Johnson in a game where like yeah. he could still do well. Um, and man, I need him big bodies in this game. Yeah. And I'm still a sucker for Lonnie Walker. He's not going to do it every night. Like he shot, uh, I think 12% the other night from the field, but he's getting the usage. Um, when he got shooting 12% this year, man. Yeah. So, I mean, he, <laughs> he has the second highest usage on the team. So, uh, the Pacers side, I mean, it's always tough night before when you have this many question marks with a team, but, <sighs> I mean, if Brogdon and Levert both sit, Duarte is fifty six hundred, and like he's he's going to put up twenty shots in this game. Uh, this is one I think you're going to have to kind of pay attention to the news because if Brogdon and Levert both play, um, I mean, I think Brogdon could potentially still be interesting. I, I think we need to see Levert, um, you know, get his minutes up there before we're playing Levert. So, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Pacers? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, this is probably going to be for sure uh, an injury dependent game, but I would absolutely be in on Duarte. Uh, you know, I, I just think if those guys were out, I mean, man, look out. He, he, he's all, he already takes a lot of shots anyway. So that's not something we're worried about. Um, but I definitely think he'd take 15 to 20 
in this game with those guys out for sure. Um, you know, TJ McConnell is 4,800 and I don't, I don't hate that price. Um, if he's going to play 35 minutes now, you know, we didn't see any upside these past couple games really when he played 30 plus minutes, but this is a guy we know that will, will do the dirty work. And so, Pardon me, folks. Sorry about that. He's always just a few plays, a few steals, a block, a few buckets away uh, from getting there. I mean, he shot four for 14 in the Brooklyn game and then only took five shots in the Toronto game. So I, I think TJ McConnell would be a good value at 48. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that. Moving on, Portland at Philly, 225 and a half total here. Philly, Philadelphia is a six-point favorite. Is a back-to-back for Portland. So we'll wait and see what the injury report looks like for that. I mean, McCollum and Lillard played big minutes on Sunday. Uh, I mean, they, they kind of got beat up by Charlotte pretty good. So um, on the Philly side of things, Simmons still out. Embiid, I mean, it, it feels like it's been forever since he's come into a game without a question mark on his name. So um, let's start here with Portland. Second end of a back-to-back. I mean, I think McCollum's price is kind of right. I feel like Lillard's price is kind of right. I don't think there's a lot of value with like Nurkic. Um, I mean, I don't know if I like Portland here. Yeah, this is going to be a tough spot for me. Um, CJ's absolutely priced right. I think if I was going to play anybody from this game, probably be, it would probably be Anthony Simons at 3,700. Stevie, I, you know, I was looking at the Charlotte game on Sunday a little bit, and uh, I think this. I'm not sure if they're trying to turn him into a six man of the year candidate, but he he's playing okay coming off the bench and they're, they're giving him minutes. I, I think he's good value on this slate that, you know, we may overlook here at 3,700. So do want to point him out. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know me, I always, I'm always a sucker for like, you know, cheap value plays. So um uh, the only other guy that I could think of here maybe is Norman Powell. 33 minutes on Sunday. Um, if he's going to get this type of minutes, I think Norman Powell is a little interesting. But, I mean, I, again, I don't really love Portland here. And honestly, on the Philly side of things, I mean, Embiid could crush. I'm not paying 9100 for Tobias Harris. Like, that's probably the biggest misprice. And we both will, like – argue to take him as our bust um in the morning grind game <laughs> that's ridiculous if, um, if, if tobias goes off tomorrow i lose i accept it and i go to the next day yeah i mean that's fine with me i'm probably right there with you um yeah what are your thoughts on philly yeah it's kind of the same thing everybody seems to be kind of priced appropriately i mean danny green's 3900 but i just thought not very enthused about his upside. Seth Curry is 5,200. And he just, he's just not there yet, Stevie. I, I don't I don't know. It's just something's not coming together just yet. And, and that's okay. Um, I can accept that. I think there will be times we can use him. Tyrese Maxey at 56. He's kind of priced appropriately as well. I, um, I don't think I'm playing any single person from Philly unless we get some breaking news. Yeah, I mean, for a game that has a really decent total, I, I think this is a game that I just I don't have a ton of interest in overall. Um, so it's likely going to be a game that I end up underweight on. And if it 
these guys hit ceilings. I mean, they can like Lillard and uh, Embiid and McCollum. They can have ceiling games any night of the week. It's just like at these prices. I, I mean, like even even Maxi, right? A guy that we've played a lot to start the season. Like his price is just kind of in that same price range. Where I mean, he's probably the guy that makes the most sense from the Philly from the Philly side of this game. Yeah, I get it. I, and I still can't do it. I, I think for me, you know, he is the minister there, but if I, God, it's, it's weird, but I think my, my favorite play from this game is just Anthony Simons. That's, man, so interesting, but I, I think that's it for me. Maybe a little, maybe a little in the star, little, um, little, little, a little of little, <laughs> little of little. Yeah. He, um. he, I like what they're doing with, with him as well. I think I just think Simons is kind of the guy, but yeah, Little's right there. I mean, it's thirty eight hundred. It's more than thirty eight and thirty seven. Yeah, more value plays right out of the gate. You're not getting that anywhere else today. I can tell you that. All right, we got Chicago at Boston two sixteen and a half total here. Boston is a two and a half point favorite. White and Williams are out for Chicago. Boston's a good to go team. Nothing on the injury report. I mean, that could change because it's NBA. Um, what do you like here for the Bulls? Steve, is this going to be the uh, a similar story like every day um, with with the Bulls? They just they've got these three guys, and they're all going to be fine. But I just don't see any one of them just crushing. Like Demar Derozan is eighty six hundred, and I know he's put up, you know. Uh, like three 40-point games. I'm not paying 8,600 for DeMar DeRozan on this team. You've got Vooch at 9,400, and I think they're anticipating this game to be competitive, which I think it will be. Uh, But I I, I think these guys are just priced – honestly think they're priced uh, too high. Like if DeRozan was 78, maybe I consider it. Uh, You know, if uh, if Levine was like 85, maybe – Lonzo 7K. I just think they're they're overpriced, Stevie. I, I can't I can't in good conscience pay these prices for these guys when they're the main guys on the team. I if I was gonna play anyone from this game, it honestly would probably be Alex Caruso. And I don't want to pay 4100 for him, but he would probably be the only person that I would consider playing. I can't I can't play anyone else here. I think if I had to choose someone that I felt like had the best chance at for a ceiling game, it would be Zach Levine. Um, it, it's just nine K. You're really gonna need that like ceiling type I, of game. Um, I'd rather play Dejounte at nine at ninety two hundred over him. At 9K. I think I would too. I think I would too. Consistency wise, I mean, yeah. I just the Bulls are a really good team. They're a exactly. really good team. Yeah, their starting five is is really good. And Patrick Williams being out opens up, you know, some minutes. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you take shots on Javante Green. Maybe don't. Maybe you just be (laughs) like, maybe you just be like, all right, the Bulls are just deep and they're all priced up. There you go. Yeah. And then, I mean, even on the even on the Boston side of this game, uh, it's like. My, my, I don't know. Well, when I look at this game, I look at two teams that 
play really good defense. Um, I, I mean, Boston, they they haven't played great defense to start the season. Um, but this is going to be a team by the end of the year will be top 15 in defense. And the Bulls are a top five. Um, they were top five, I think, on Friday. I haven't looked yet for today. Um, so, I mean, do I really want to pay these prices for Tatum and Brown? Probably not. I, I mean, could they have their ceiling games? It's just, I, I don't know. Um, and, and Robert Williams is someone that is a little interesting here, but I mean, why not just take a shot on Al Horford who, I mean, has a little pep in his step to start the season. <laughs> yeah. I went back to the fountain of youth. All he had to do he was did, get back in Boston uh, I do think if, if I'm going to play anybody from Boston, it's Horford, it's Williams, or it's Dennis Schroeder. And I had somebody reach out on, I think I had a show last week, and they were like, ah, yuck, you can't play Robert Williams when Al Horford is starting. Well, <laughs> don't look now, but Robert Williams put up 44.5 against Charlotte, 39.25 against uh, in that last game. And in the Washington game, and, and watch, and in the Washington game, Al Horford played and had 42 fantasy points, and both ended up being just fine. So, and I think that was overtime as well. But still, like they, they both got there. I think that those would be the guys to play. I don't feel comfortable playing paying 6,500 for Al Horford, but it is what it is. The guy's back in Boston. He's he's doing a little bit of everything, like you said. I mean, the guy put up 42 fantasy points and had eight points. One steal. Now he did have six blocks, but five assists and ten rebounds. It's just it, it's what he's doing in his offense. So um, I don't hate that. But Dennis Schroeder, I do think would be would be someone I'd be interested in at fifty six. All right, um, I, I will say this for what it's worth. I, I think ceiling wise, Williams and Horford have more ceiling if one of the other guys is out. But I don't Absolutely. think necessarily they're bad plays if they're both playing. I just, like I said, I think ceiling-wise, um, you know, that could be the case. All right, Washington at Atlanta, 222 total here. Atlanta's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Bryant and Hatchamar are out. Gafford is questionable, and Atlanta is good to go as far as health. Uh, let's start here with Washington. I mean, if Gafford's out, Harold's probably still too cheap. Uh, even at 6,700, this guy, when he gets 35 minutes, is one of the best point per dollar producers in DFS, um, or minute point per minute producers for DFS. Um, yeah. Trez is a, is, is a beast, man, when he's out there playing 35 minutes. Stevie, I've been on Trez pretty much every slate this season. I've been trying to tell people get on him. And, but, I drafted but, him in every single season long league I'm in. And, and Steve, and, and in fact, I think I talked about this on the show, on, on our show, Stevie. At some point, Trezor's going to be over 6K and it might be too late. Like, we were talking about this, I think. And don't look now, he was 53 the last start that, we, that he was playable against Atlanta and he put up 56. He put up 42 against Boston in 35 minutes. And look, now he's 67. I, man, Trez, you know, what, what can we say? Uh, one of the things I do like this season, though, is Kyle Kuzma has been pretty consistent. Now, I don't want to play, pay 7300 for him, but he has been a lot more consistent. Like last year, this was a guy we just didn't want to play. Uh, but 
you know, I like what's happening here with him. All in all, I think this team is, once again, they're priced up. And I know we're going to have to make some decisions somewhere. We're going to have to pay for some people. I just don't feel comfortable paying 10K for Bradley Buell right now, um, you know, with all these other pieces available. And so I think for me, you know, about the only person I do want to play is uh, is Trez at 67. If, especially if Gafford is out, I mean, he gets 35 minutes, it, it, it's going to get ugly. I will say this, if Gafford plays, I think Harrell might be a little too pricey. Because I still think they want yeah. to get Gafford minutes. Um, so, I mean, if Gafford's out, a lot of interest in Harrell. Um, I mean, the other side of this is like Bradley Beal through the first part of the, you know, first two weeks of the season, Bradley, Bradley Beal leads the league in usage. He has a 34% usage rate. Um, I mean, he doesn't care that Kyle Kuzma and, and, and Dibbity have come over this guy is just going to he's going to put a shots up. Um I mean look at the last two games, 26 and 32. These two teams just played and you know Bradley Beal put up 26 shots against them. Um if anything like Dinwiddie and Kuzma and Harold playing well ha- has given Bradley Beal like more opportunity for assists and his assist rate and everything is going up. Um I mean so Washington's a scary little team, like a very underrated, scary little team that has some talent here. Yeah. Steve, I, I, we got we to gotta figure out how this price is going to work. I do think we'll have some pieces in the next game, but uh, I think it's still just trash for me on the Washington side. Uh, the Atlanta side of things, uh, I mean – Trey Young, obviously a guy that is always in play DFS wise. I, I think um, Clint Capella is someone the minutes are starting to increase, but I'm still, I can't pay. I can't pay 7,400 for Capella until I start seeing like consistent 30 minutes. Um, I mean, I think if I'm playing anybody here, it's John Collins. I like John Collins uh, last week what was it Thursday um, when Washington and Atlanta played, he was, he came in low owned. Um, I mean, I like this spot. The spot makes a lot of sense for a guy like John Collins. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you. And then, you know, on the other side of the coin in terms of this team, what do we want to do with Deandre Hunter and Cam Reddish? And uh, you know, they've got so much talent on this team. Now they can't even, they, they can barely get Kevin Hurd a minutes. Like he his minutes are kind of down in the doldrums. Uh, you know, Bogdanovich, you know, he's kind of the fourth fiddle here. It's just they've got so many options, man. Um, they're all eating into each other. At some point, Trey Young is going to have a big game. And by big, I mean, you know, go for 60 fantasy points. I don't hate Trey at 9,300 in this spot. Like if you're ever going to play him, this would be a good spot. All in all, I'm with you. I think it's Collins. I, I think it's Trey Young. And then I do like Reddish and Hunter as long as we think, you know, and I do think they'll both end up around 25 to 28 minutes. And I think that's good value for them in this spot against Washington. Um, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. I will say this, as far as like you're talking about Reddish and Hunter and Herder, they're just so deep. And with Gallinari healthy now too, yeah. Where's the minutes? Yeah. Um, 
like Trey is going to get his minutes. Collins will get minutes. Bogdanovich will get minutes, but there's just not enough minutes for all these guys to like get there and they're going to have good games from time to time. But I mean, with all of them healthy, it's just really hard to trust playing any of these guys. Uh, Toronto at New York facing the Knicks. 211 total here. The Knicks are a six and a half point favorite. Um, Siakam's still out. Noel is questionable on the Knicks side of things. Let's start with Toronto. Um, what do you like here for the Raptors? Uh, I, I can't play Fred Van Vliet. I think Garrett Trent Jr. is probably going to be my possibly my favorite play from the Raptors. I mean, it's pretty much gotten it's received big minutes. Uh, pretty much all season. So, I, I mean, man, 35 minutes for a guy that's 4,800, sign me up. Uh, really like that price. You know, I don't hate OG. I can't, I can't play Van Vliet today. OG at, you know, 74. Uh, I I do think there's there's still value for him. Uh, shots have been pretty stable, you know, uh, 17, 17, 15, 17, 21, 19, 13. Um, you know, the Knicks are going to be, I, guess, I don't want to say completely slow, but they're not the fast-paced team in the league. Um, so, but but I think because OG gets it done in so many categories, I'm interested at 7,400. Um, Scotty Barnes has kind of been doing his thing as well. I mean, he's pretty much been at 40 points the past three games, but I don't think I want to play him in this spot at 68. Um, yeah, so that that's precious at 47. Don't hate it. But his minutes were down in Orlando, down in Indiana. Um, so, you know, maybe they're, they're doing something different there. I know Kim Birch has picked up minutes. He played 29 minutes against the Indiana, 23 against Orlando. So hopefully there's not a complete changing of the guard, but that definitely could be the case because they did like Kim Birch a lot last year. All in all, I'm, I'm really not playing anyone uh, from Toronto, maybe outside of OG or a flyer on Scotty, Scotty Barnes. The Birch minutes thing is definitely something to kind of pay attention to. Um, I, I think OG, I mean, Van Vliet is always someone that has like the ceiling to go over 50, but at 8,700, like you need, need 50. 50. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you got to have it. I don't think this is the spot I'd play Van Vliet. I think I'd take the discount and play OG. Um, I think Barnes is the other guy that makes some sense here at 6,800. He's someone that can, you know, put up 40 fantasy points. He's getting shots. He's getting rebounds. He has that double-double upside. So uh, Barnes and OG really my only interest here on the Toronto side. And then on the Knicks side of things, I mean, every time I recommend Julius Randle, he forgets to show up in the first half and then has a big second half. I mean, the guy is really, really good um and, and like the usage and i mean the minutes are just there they're there for the Knicks starters are gonna play their minutes and that's the one thing that you have to like about um new york knicks yeah for sure uh, i was telling everybody over the weekend that i, I at, at the price kimball walker was 5300 um and he was start i mean he's starting to play a lot better and then lo and behold he puts up 40 uh, minutes have kind of been on the rise. I do like this spot for the New York Knicks, Stevie, because Toronto has not been great defensively overall for the season, right? And so I like uh, – I, I think I'm going back to the well on Kimball Walker here at 5,800. I, I like it. I know RJ just kind of teed off the other night, but come on, RJ should not be 7K. Like, what, what are we doing? That's awful pricing. K- 
Kimball Walker is, will be in my pool. Um, you know, Julius at 97, I don't hate it. Like, I don't mind overpaying a little bit to see if we can catch some upside. Um, you know, we saw what um, what Sabonis was able to get done the other night, and I know they've played this team twice already. Uh, first game, it didn't go as well, but the last game, 14 rebounds, two assists, three steals, 22 points. Uh, this has Randall, you know, 60-point game written all over it, in my opinion, in terms of, you know, what he's able to do in all categories, rebounds, assists, and, and points. So he had six rebounds, four assists, only scored 10 points. They were playing the Pelicans. Everybody else was on fire. They didn't need him to get rolling. But I do like him here. Um, also, Todd Gibson starting to get 20 minutes again. I, I'm not saying we have to play him, but, like, if you're in a jam and you kind of have a last guy in, uh, I don't hate it in this spot. Um, and then I wanted to look at Derrick Rose. <sighs> I, I Man, can, can we take a flyer on Derrick Rose? I don't think so. Not, not right now. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Derrick Rose came out here and put up 30 fan supports in this spot as well. So the thing about, like, Kemba was it was always, like, the biggest concern with him was just minutes and, like, I mean, once Tom Thibodeau starts giving guys minutes, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, before the before the season, like Thibodeau said, like Walker's going to play what he can handle. Well, now we're seeing consistent over twenty eight minutes, and like that's all we needed to see. Um, at fifty eight hundred, Kimba's just too cheap. So, uh, I mean, that's the good thing about like I was saying with Tom Thibodeau run offense or teams. Like the guys are going to get their minutes. You know. Barrett's going to play his minutes. Randall's going to play his minutes. Fournier's going to play his minutes. And when Robinson's not in foul trouble, he's going to play his minutes. And then you're going to get like these role players like Derrick Rose and, you know, some of these guys off the bench. But I mean, when you're looking at Tom Thibodeau, like when he was with the Bulls, you, you play the starters, you play the guys that are going to be in, in consistent roles. So I like Kimbo a lot. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, Randall always, if, like, if you're playing a large field tournaments, like, he's always got to be in your pool. Always. Uh, the guy just has a massive ceiling. So, uh, yeah, Barrett, I think it's a little pricey. But, I mean, I think this is a Kimba Walker, just a little too cheap type of spot for me. Yeah, man. Um, that's where I am. At, at, I mean, 5,800, like, give it to me. Denver at Memphis, 216 total here. Memphis is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Kinkar and Murray are out for Denver. Brooks is out for Memphis. Um, let's start with the Denver side of things. Like, Jokic is 11K, and I think that's a little pricey for Jokic. Kind of like some of these 9K pieces, a little bit more than paying 11K for Jokic. We know, like, the ceiling that he has. Honestly, like... Not a lot standing out for me at first look here on the Denver side of things, just in general. Um, do you have anything that I'm like missing here? Like maybe Monte Morris at 4,400, but I just, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really, really in on too much from, from Denver. Um, I mean, I, I thought man, everybody's kind of playing, you know, Maybe Will Barton at 57 um, because he's getting good minutes. I mean, he's a guy that he has some upside from time to time. I will say this, though, Stevie, I, 
the big Michael Porter Jr. game is coming. And it's the same thing I've kind of been talking about with OG. Guys are taking shots, but, you know, kind of not being as efficient as they could be. I mean, he shot 0 for 6 from 3 in that Minnesota game, 3 for 14 from the field. Still had 12 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, I don't hate Michael Porter Jr. at 6,200. At some point, he's going to rattle off three or four 45-point games in a row. Uh, he's going to go from 6,200 to 7,500 in a flash. So I do think he's a guy that that we can get in on. Uh, Memphis side of things, I mean, Morant is always a, like a guy that has high ceiling. The usage is there. Uh, the shot attempts on a nightly basis are there. I think he's only had one game this season that he shot under 18 times, um, and that was just kind of an ugly game against Portland in general. What are your thoughts here on Memphis? Um, Quick question, Stevie. Do you know what's going on with Steven Adams? I mean, he just kind of went from 30 minutes to like 18 minutes. Looks like one game he may have been in foul trouble. But other than that, like, what is happening? And I know they played Golden State one game, so maybe that contributed to him not being on the court as much. And then the Miami game, maybe that was just a blowout. I'm going to try to not read too much into it. I, I think he's been good to start the season. I think they may need him in this game to try to hang in there with Jokic. So I, I like, I feel like Steven Adams might be one of the best values on the slate period. We've got Jaron Jackson Jr. at 5,400. I mean, I think that's a good price for him in this spot. Desmond Bain, uh, 5,300. Uh, you know, another guy that's been shooting well, scoring a lot of real points and we, we will need him to continue to score 17, 18 points a game. Um, DeAnthony Melton, another another kind of mid-range guy. Now, he's he's about priced out, I think, but still, he's a guy that I like it. Then we move to John Moran at 95. Uh, has had some some tremendous upside to start the season. Uh, if I had to side, I do think I'd still take DeJounte in this spot because of the matchup. It has nothing to do with uh, the, the, the talent. I do think John Moran is the superior talent overall, but the Spurs are playing Indiana. And I would much rather take DeJounte against the Spurs than Ja against Denver. Uh, but all in all, I think my main plays from, from the Memphis side, Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams would be my top two, probably followed by Bain, and then maybe we move it on over to Ja. So that Miami game was just a blowout for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, I'm not too concerned about Steven Adams. He got run off the floor in the Golden State game. That game just went super small. Um, and that's going to happen a lot of times when teams are facing Golden State. So, I mean, guys like Adams, you're probably not going to want to play him a ton. So, I mean, he played his normal, like, he was a few minutes short of his, like, normal rotation in the first half against Miami. Um, but I'm not, I'm not looking into the blowout and then the Golden State game. Um, the Portland game, I, I didn't, I got to look at that one, but. Um, now I'm super curious. The Portland game, I know it was the first end of a back-to-back, but he played plenty of minutes on, a, on the back-to-back. Um, so he got in foul trouble in the Portland game, Will, from what I'm seeing on... Yeah, that's what I thought. I opened up, you know, if you ever, if, like if anybody ever, like if you ever have questions um, like about this kind of stuff, just go on Court IQ on yeah. Grinders. You know, pick the team and go to game flow for that game, and you can just kind of grow over. Um, so I mean, he had he had three fouls in the first, he got an early foul in the fourth, third quarter, so that gave him four fouls. Um, so I mean, he just got in foul trouble. 
in that Portland yeah. game. So, and then the game wasn't close and they kind of pulled all their starters out. So I'm, I mean, Steven Adams at 4,900 after Big looking value. through all this stuff, I, I, I like it. I'm right there with you. Um, I can get on board on Steven Adams here. Orlando at Minnesota, 218 total here. Minnesota is a nine-point favorite. Michael Carter-Williams, Foltz, Isaac Moore still out. Um, Harris is questionable. Um, let's go with the Orlando side first. What do you like here for the Magic? Uh, I think for me, it feels like Wendell Carter Jr. might be uh, one of my favorite plays in this game, I, you know. Only played 17 minutes against Detroit. I'm not worried about that. Has been pretty much in the 30s most games this season. I think this could be a really good game for him at 57. Uh, like the price. Um, that might be about it, though. Um, Jalen Suggs is getting minutes, but he's about price where he should be, and I'm definitely not paying 7200 for Cole Anthony. I'm almost positive he's cheaper on FanDuel. But I'm not doing it. I, I, I am not paying 7200 for for Cole Anthony. I don't care how good the spot could be. But that's about it, man. I, I think mainly it's just Michael Carter, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. for me. Yeah, well, Kiki came back. Um, what was it? Was it Saturday? So yeah, that's I something to kind to monitor um, because, I mean, this is one of the magic, like, high-end draft picks. So he's someone – to kind of pay attention to as far as like whose minutes he's going to eat into. Um, Cause I, I think eventually like we're going to start seeing a lot of him um, when, when they feel like he's a hundred percent. So just kind of something to note, Minnesota is terrible against bigs. Terrible. I, I mean, we, we've been talking about Carl Anthony towns defense ever since he came into the league, but I mean, <laughs> They're allowing the most fantasy points to power forwards and centers this season. So you look at this spot and it's like, man, Mo Bamba at 7,100 is pricey, but it's, it's almost a little interesting. I think you might want to shop him around and check like Yahoo and stuff. Like he's 6,600 on FanDuel. I think that's very close to being playable. Because I do yeah. think this is a spot he has like 40-plus fantasy point upside. How much is Cole Anthony on FanDuel? My assumption is around 6,500, maybe 62, 64. Cole Anthony is 68. Oh, yeah. I, see, I can't pay that either. Yeah. He's just out today. He's, He's out today. Out. The price is up. I think if you're playing yeah. – the two guys I think you want to look from the Magic are, are Bamba and Carter Jr. And maybe Wagner – if he's cheap somewhere, I think 5K is a little much on DK. Yahoo and FanDuel sometimes will be, I mean, cheaper. So, uh, yeah, just kind of kind of, pay attention to this one. Um, like I said, Okiki being back is obviously going to throw a wrench into, you know, somebody's minutes. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to kind of pay attention to that. And then on the Minnesota side of things, uh, I mean, the Magic Stink <laughs> just, uh, I mean – unbiased magic fan over here they, they're just they're not very good and i mean defensively they've struggled against wings for years um i think edwards at 8200 is he's so close to being playable if he was 7500 
I think the extra seven hundred dollar makes the. I think it makes a huge difference, though. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be in on Malik Beasley this game. He's a guy I've kind of been All right. trying to watch. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, trying to see where. I mean, at forty three hundred, took fourteen shots against Denver. That means you're going to take fourteen shots today, and he is scoring dependent, and I understand that, but. Uh, I, I think this is a spot where he could possibly get off here. So at 4,300, I like Malik Beasley. You know, I've talked about D'Angelo Russell. I mean, see, he's, he went from 6,800 on Saturday to now being 7,600. I mean, it is what it is. I can't pay him at that price. Secretly, Pat Beverly is, you know, kind of good value in a sense to where he's, he's kind of going over uh, from a point per dollar perspective. At 4K, I don't hate it, but he's not somebody that I necessarily have to play. But for me, uh, you know, my favorite player from this team, I think, is Malik Beasley at 43. Cat um, is at 10-5. I, I don't know if I can get behind that on this slate. All right. We finished it out. Uh, and what's weird about this slate, Will, um, I mean, it's nine-game slate, a lot of good games. There's a two-and-a-half-hour gap between all those games that we just talked about start between seven and eight eastern and then this game right here the clippers and the thunder start at 10 30 um it has a 213 total the clippers are 11 point favorite the thunder injury wise good to go abaka Kawhi, and morris are out for la um let's go okc first anything standing out to you here for the thunder uh not really i just i really think this team gets blown out and i could be wrong and I, I accept that, you know, I know we're, you know, we can't completely say what's going to happen and what's not going to happen, but I, I just don't see how they're able to keep up in this game. They've had trouble. This is not a good team. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm out on these guys. I, I don't, I don't want to play anybody. Um, I think they get worked here. Yeah, I think the guy that I'd have the most interest in here is SGA um reggie jackson the opposing point guard reggie jackson's not a good defender um and sga's usage is insane so i mean i could definitely get behind maybe taking some shots on sga giddy has been way more involved here like this is a guy the first couple games took like 13 shots combined he's had double digit shot attempts in four straight games he scored at least 27 fantasy points in four straight games He's 5,200, so if he has a good shooting night, um, gets involved with the assists, I think Giddy is playable, but outside of those two guys, the rest of this team's a mess. Um, and then on the, the Clippers side, Paul George is a great play. He's just too pricey. I mean, yeah, he is. He, he's, a, he's a good play. He's just he's so, he's so pricey. Um, I mean... I don't have a ton of interest here. I think if I was going to play anybody, it'd probably be Nicholas Batum, 4,100. Just he's cheap. These guys like, you know, Morris is still out. Uh, like the there's enough minutes for Batum to play here where he could pay off 4,100. I, I think Kennard, Kennard and Batum yeah. both play around 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal. I was going to mention Kennard for sure at 4,400 because he's a guy, you know, he's going to take shots. Well, so okay, I, I, really quick, not to interrupt you, but I just, I'm just yeah. curious your thoughts. Like, are they the first two guys off the floor in a blowout though? Batum for sure, right? Like, they're not going to. Yeah, play Batum maybe Batum. And, I don't, maybe not I don't think. 
Yeah, I don't think Kennard comes off. I think it. I think they just use that as an opportunity to give him more run and maybe Terrence Mann. Like maybe both of those guys still play thirty to thirty-five minutes. Um, but yeah, Batum, he would absolutely come up because Marcus Morris is out right now. So they they don't need Nick Batum um, hurt. I mean, you know, because Kawhi's already out. Like Batum's not a massive score, but he does everything else, and that, they need him to do everything else right now. So. I'm with you. Batum, I think, would absolutely be coming out. Man and Kennard would probably play more minutes for sure. And with Batum starting, too, like he's starting for Morris. Like with Batum starting, um, you know, you just – Kennard gets that second-team usage um, when he's shooting the ball well. I just – I don't know, man. This game's not great. <laughs> trying to make something out of nothing here. Um yeah, we just we'll just scratch this game off and the slate will end for us at eight o'clock. And if this game beats me, hey, I lift up my hands and say, see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for this um Monday. So we'll go normal morning grind game. Favorite play under five K to go seven X. Who do you like today? Um I think it's Steven Adams, man. At 4,900, I just – yeah. it has to be Steven Adams, I think. I um, I like that one. Uh, I can get behind that one. I mean, I think I'm going to go Monte Morris in this game. Like, he's getting the minutes. The opportunities there for him to go 7X, so – yeah, I think that's who I'm going to go with. Uh, give me a guy over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Um, I think I'm going – man. I've got a lot of guys in this category. It could be any of them. I think I'm going to take DeMar DeRozan at 86. But, I mean, man, there's a lot of guys today. There's a lot. I've already, I've already said Tobias Harris. 9,100 for Tobias yeah. Harris is – yeah, cut it too much. Out. Too much. Um, favorite six X play today. Who do you who do you like to get six X today? Yeah, that that's an interesting one. I'm trying to think. Call me crazy. I think it's Will Barton. I think Will Barton has a game here at 5,700. I like him a lot today. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that at all. Um, I think my my 6X play is John Collins. Really? I I like this spot for John Collins a lot. So I think that's going to be my 6X play today. Um. Your let's get weird GPP play of the day. There's a lot of these guys today. Yeah, I think it's DeJounte Murray. I, I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of ownership at 9,200. I know, you know, I've kind of talked about him a lot today, but I don't I don't trust Indiana's defense right now. He's playing massive minutes. Um, so get, give me give me DeJounte Murray. All right. I like that one. Um do you think Anthony Edwards is going to be chalky today? Nope. I think he's a little 
so he's eighty two hundred. I, I just it's don't the see it. price, man. I love yeah. the matchup. I love the matchup. It's just the price. I wish he was cheaper. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. My six X play probably should have been Harold. Um, but I, we don't know if Gafford's going to play or not. So that's obviously one. And I'm stalling. I'm not meaning to stall. Uh, Kimba Walker could have been a good six X play too. Um. Oh, there was a guy. My let's get rid of GPP play today is nobody because I can't think of anyone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm gonna go pure ceiling with my let's get rid of GPP play today. I'm gonna go Zach Levine at nine K. Pure ceiling. Yeah, I, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I. It, this is a tough slate, Stevie. I'm not afraid to admit that. This, this is a tough slate. It's a tough slate right now. Let's see what happens yeah. with Brogdon. Let's yeah. see what happens with Levert. Um, I, I mean, it's a tough slate right now, but there's some big question marks that just completely open up this slate if we get the news. Because, like, Diarte would be a guy that we would just be locking in if both of those guys sit. And just yeah. we're going to have to be paying attention to some news today. And I think he can actually play him even if they do play. Like, he's still going to get his shots. Now, I definitely think Levert may affect him more than Brogdon, but I still like him. Um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, let's get out of here. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.